0: Good afternoon ladies and gentlemen. You have tuned into the Rebel News live stream on this a Tuesday, June the 15th, 2021. I'm David Menzies and my co-host, ah, oh, my co-host, she's a little bit sassy and a whole lot feisty. She is the she devil with the sword. She is the Khaleesi of Northern Alberta. She is Sheila Gunn Reid. How you doing there, Sheila?
1: I have to turn down the audio before you start screaming my name. (laughs) I'm doing great, David. I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, I hope you had a little time off. I know you work just... I mean, religiously, all weekend since the beginning of the pandemic. Every single weekend, you and the rest of the team are out there um, fighting for freedom and documenting, in more instances than not, the misdeeds of the police all across the country.
0: Well, you know what, Sheila? You are right. I, I think since the pandemic, I have had, I've counted them, I think three weekends off. And I am not complaining. No. I would rather be overworked than underworked. Uh, my goodness gracious, during this last year and a half, the misery I have seen out there in yep. terms of people losing their jobs. I mean, even if you're getting the CERB, just the idea of staying at home, trying to while away the time. When I go down Young Street and other areas of the city, Sheila, the closed businesses that are never coming yep. back, it, it breaks my heart because that was somebody's dream and yep. they were working. So, And I am talking about businesses, Sheila. This is very important. This wasn't some crazy startup that never had a Hope in Hades that the business plan was doomed from the start. These are businesses like the Pickle Barrel Grand. They were they were yeah. going to celebrate in February their 40th anniversary, four decades in the restaurant business. That's incredible, gone and uh, and to think just. A year before 2020, 2019, when the Raptors were going all the way to the finals, you'd see people overflowing outside the restaurant, outside the patio, just to get a glimpse of the screen. Wow, just in the space of a year, how much everything has changed. So uh, if there is news, and, and it tends to be, Sheila, that the news is on the weekends. That That's when mm-hmm. the anti-lockdown protests happen. That's when the illegal church services happen. And while the mainstream media would rather sit that one out and pretend it's not happening, and that's what they've been doing. They have been missing so much, so much real news. Well, we go out there, so um, I would gladly give up any kind of... Um, to bring the news to our folks, and I'm very grateful to be in this job, 100%.
1: Yeah, if they're not completely ignoring the news, they're spinning it in such a way that makes you sick. Yeah, You know, it gives you vertigo and nausea because they're just spinning so hard. Um, Like when they call um, pastors who are defying the lockdown in obedience to God, they'll call them scofflaws. Oh. Like like they're shoplifters or something. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. Um, and, you know, they don't like us in the mainstream media, and that's fine. Oftentimes, the feeling is mutual, but more often than not, I care so little about what they're doing because I'm too busy actually doing the news that I I don't pay attention to a lot of it. And I don't take their criticism of me personally because I feel like a lot of it is jealousy. Um, We are pretty free to talk about whatever we want to talk about here at Rebel News and fight for the causes that matter to us and for them. Um, Even I think the ones that are more right-leaning and and more freedom-oriented, they have to go through assignment editors um, who are completely fundamentally in favor of the lockdowns and business closures and arresting pastors and all those sorts of things. So. uh, Um, that was a long-winded way of saying as long as they remain terrible, you and I will have job security for as long as we want.
0: (laughs) Oh, I sure hope so, Sheila. And one thing you said there that I want to pick up on, the jealousy uh, part of it, I've heard our beloved boss, Ezra Levent, say that too, that he thinks part of the reason why we get that resentment is our freedom. Our freedom Mm -hmm. to report, our freedom to get the other side of the story. Something that the mainstream media used to do before it became Mm -hmm. the Praetorian Guard of the government and the bureaucracy in so many cases. And I think there are people who um, just look upon what we're doing, the stories that we're breaking, the kind of coverage we're uh, producing, and they're saying, you know, I know about this story, but I've got handcuffs on. My my higher-ups won't let me report this. That's how it works these days, folks, in the news business. Make no mistake about it. It's a chain of command, and sometimes the report reporters you see on the floor, they're just getting messages in their earpiece of how to uh, deliver the narrative.
1: Yeah, and I feel kind of bad for some of the older journalists who they went through journalism school, if they did it all, through a uh, a time when it wasn't so social justice oriented. Yeah. They were, you know, they, they went through journalism school when the idea of journalism was to hold politicians and powerful people accountable and to speak the truth and to speak truth to power. And now it's completely the opposite. What they seem to do is they hold the people and the public and the little guy to account on behalf of the politicians. How many stories do we see about uh, Justin Trudeau or some powerful women in politics getting mean tweets,
0: you know, you're, you're and, s- and
1: chasing down grandmas who sent them. Who cares? Who cares?
0: Yeah, you're you're, you're so right, uh, Sheila. Uh, I I think the slogan of the Toronto Star for decades was, uh, we're here to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. And that seems to have gone (laughs) complete role reversal because the comfortable are, well, they're the people in government cutting checks for the Toronto Star and their other brother. And Ezra made another great point, too, uh, that surely makes Justin Trudeau smile. He can barely contain a smile when he's talking about the train seals in the mainstream media. And that is for $595 million, which in the grand scheme of things, in, in terms of the Silicon Valley tech giants and whatnot, Sheila, is really chump change. He bought them off. He bought off the newspapers for, for just over half a billion dollars. Oh, wow. It's about the deal of the century.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they went cheap, didn't they? In a country of, you know, approaching 40 million, uh, we think of ourselves as a modern grown-up country. And yet our entire news media could be bought off for a little over half a billion dollars.
0: Wow. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, uh, and of course they want more, and they are now advertising um, front page, you know, they're, they're using the front pages of their newspapers. I'm talking about the Post Media chain here, which is the biggest, um, with um those bizarre letters sheila have you seen them they're addressed to justin trudeau it's half begging and half admonishment oh you said you were gonna give us more it's like the media it's this oliver twist collective with their empty porridge bowl up to the liberal party asking for more money It's, it's like they have no
1: shame (laughs) <laughs> you stole the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say Oliver Twist except entitled. And that you know like they they're they're begging, but they also feel entitled and they're offended because Justin Trudeau hasn't given them enough of somebody else's money who wasn't willing to pay for them in the first place. Nobody is buying your garbage, nobody. (laughs) And so instead of doing something to fix the reason nobody's buying your garbage, you're making Justin Trudeau give money from the people who refuse to buy your product.
0: You know, you're so right, Sheila. It's an entitled Oliver Twist. You'd have to uh, change the phrase to read. Please, sir, I want more caviar.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Speaking of uh, other people's money and taking money from Justin Trudeau, we'll never do that. And that's why I want to tell you where you can find us today um, and how you can support the work that we do. Um, Of of your own free will, we're not going to have some politician snatch your hard-earned money uh so you can give it to us if you want to give it to us uh please that'd be great because we've got a lot of work to do and a lot of stories to tell um right now we are currently streaming on the censorship platform of youtube and i call it the censorship platform of youtube because uh they have completely demonetized us and so if you do incidentally see an ad in front of our content that's youtube taking all the proceeds of that um And they don't allow for super chats anymore. But we are on YouTube still kind of for spite, but kind Mm -hmm. of so that people can find us there. Uh, And we don't want to abandon the nearly 1.5 million subscribers that we have there right now. However, we'd love it if you would migrate away from the censorship platform over to a platform that doesn't hate you. Because I don't even care if a platform likes me. I just don't want them to actively hate me. And so over on Rumble is where we are also right now uh, streaming on Rumble. You can watch us live there. Um, you can also watch us live on Super U. And on Super U, you can do something called a Super U shout. So you can um, interact with the um, people who are watching at the same time. Sort of that thing that you like about YouTube. But again, Super U doesn't hate you. And over on Odyssey. Now on Odyssey you can do something else too, besides leave a chat. You can support the work that we do completely willingly um, by buying some of Odyssey's cryptocurrency, it's called a library, Um, and you can donate some of that to us and uh, we'll read your comment on air. And it's a great way to support us and support these up and coming platforms who apparently care deeply about free speech and not about your politics.
0: What a concept, eh, Sheila? And you know, without further ado, why don't we go to the top story, I think. And and I got to say, Sheila, and maybe this is a, a preamble warning. Some of this content I found disturbing. I think when you see children crying as their father is taken away in, in a police cruiser, not for any kind of real crime like assault or murder or or, or rape or what have yeah. you but for preaching the gospel men uh i i don't know what these calgary police are made of that they they can carry out this little jihad uh when they go about uh resting um uh preachers but of course a blind eye to the elite politicians at the uh, what's it called the sky palace mm-hmm. uh, you know wow what a fitting name eh? <laughs> a palace yeah. up in the sky <laughs> Does it doesn't get any more visual than that in any event um folks uh like i said it's uh, it's a little cringy and disturbing when you see uh this video and thankfully uh our man Adam was on the scene uh, to record it because you're not gonna see it on any of the other mainstream news platforms as Sheila and I discussed before. So here is the latest chapter in the saga of Pastor Tim. Rebel News and I'm outside of the home of Pastor Tim Stevens. Pastor Tim
2: was once again taken into custody. Numerous police vehicles arrived and put him in a car, taking him away from his families. It was an extremely emotional and harrowing ordeal and we were there to capture it as it happened. I'm going to let you go now to the footage of his arrest. Served. Okay, yeah. and then you that <laughs> gathering June the 6th. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so that's what you're under arrest for. For breaking that. For disobeying that order. Right, now, can you, you tell me how that order actually applies to me? You were served with it, and then there was a gathering. One of them basically says it was a gathering. So. Yeah, but, but the order listed Chris Scott um, and those who worked with him, and I've, I have no association with the whistlestock Cafe or anybody who works with them. Do you have the order with you, or you? But it's anybody. I don't have the actual order with me, Okay. Okay. so the investigators that dealt with it have have done that, and then I have the order that's basically on, um, just on our CAD. So I don't actually have a print on it, and then I just have the affidavit that you were actually served. serve. So like basically, these are the laws that everyone in Canada basically has agreed to abide by, right? right. Jason Kenney can have his dinner up in the Sky Palace, and you know no one's coming to his house to take him to jail. No. You, you, you know what? It's like I said, it has nothing to do with with that. I'm dealing with this, right? And every every police officer I talk to you. They all say the same thing. I'm just doing my job. Just doing my job. Okay. But, but like uh, every, every single one of us, like me included, my parents go to church. They've been doing church online. We've been basically been abiding by all these orders. That we don't like them, right? But right now it's the laws that they basically laid out before us. If we don't like them, we have a system where we can vote. We can change governments. We can do those things. But right now this is the government that we have. And we're hired to uphold those laws. That basically the general public, the majority of people have voted. Can I ask you what's the highest law of our land? What is the highest law of our land? Yeah. yeah. What's the highest law of our land by which all other laws are tested? It's our it's our charter of rights and freedoms. Yeah. And under that law, all citizens of Canada are granted religious freedom, freedom of association and expression. <coughs> and do we not still have that? Like have they and told so, you you yeah. cannot preach? No, I I, I can't assemble. I can have people in my home. I can not express myself. Yeah. I have to and, wear masks and, enough. So, yeah. so all those rights are being suppressed, and we've tried to bring court to action, and it still hasn't been heard in court. Fifteen months later. Okay. And it's not till the end of September that's. And, and the are these not unprecedented times when it comes to certain things. No, it's not. We're it, dealing I think with the health. You, you may not believe it, right? But well, I do believe it. But if you if you look out there, it's not. I know. It did, it's like a Black Plague, or anything like that. It doesn't seem like it. It doesn't. But well, maybe maybe, don't maybe don't the steps that we have taken have not like. Overwhelmed the healthcare system. I don't know, right? But like I said, I'm not the person who wrote the law. I know. You know. I know. This is, this is incredible. It's incredible. You know, they can they can they can have their gathering in the sky palace, and yet a pastor who gathers for church outside is being arrested. Yeah. You know, because because the rules certainly don't apply to everyone equally, and they're not enforced to everyone equally. Like, why is it only? Why is it pastors that keep getting arrested for this? And and if, and if you have parents who, who go to church or you understand that our Lord Jesus Christ actually commands us to gather and to meet. And he also told us wherever two or three are gathered, there he is in the midst of us. So we don't need a huge gathering. If you want to talk about that, but passage we, we, Matthew no, we're not me. talking about that. We're, right now, we're just doing our job, okay? So, and if you hadn't basically broken the order or the rules that are set out right now, I wouldn't be here, right? Do I want to be here? No. Right? yes and when, and when laws are unjust and it's a upon those who are righteous we, we to have, stand we, up and we, say no we have one of the best systems in the world that we can we can vote you're putting pastors we in jail we can change laws like that's not the best who's, system who's in the world. Who, right now sorry, who is in the putting world. pastor in jail
3: you Calvary are right police. now <laughs> i mean
2: i'm doing my job are, by sir. taking him but then he's more the constitution the constitution, constitution.
3: Nearby,
2: you know, I, I, I arrest people for theft. I arrest people whenever they break the law.
3: Right? Yes, and we, and this we is, a, this is that. a
2: rule and the law in the land right now. So I have to arrest your husband. <laughs> when I arrest someone for theft, I don't want to arrest that person and deal with them. But if they break a law that I'm basically sworn to uphold, I have to arrest him. And have so you what? So the actions that's
1: ever broken these no, laws. No,
2: but did, it's, it's, have thats, you that's the same. That's ever the same. Yes, these laws? I've broken and rules. You have too. Of course, I and have. So
1: why are you not under threat of arrest right now? Okay,
2: so this is the same logic we get whenever I pull someone over for speeding. They're like, "Well, that person just sped by. Why didn't you arrest them?" I can't. So right now, I'm dealing with your husband. Your husband's actions have put me in this position where I am acting what I'm sworn to do.
3: So you are not never going to be in this position, but you can continue to break them as well.
2: I don't understand your, but so I'm so the, the public health orders. But no, do you understand? No do you understand why I'm here?
3: I do. Okay. I'm, so and my, do you know that.
2: what my job is? Yes. Yes. So am I doing my job?
3: No one's questioning that you're not doing your job.
2: I know, so that's what I'm doing. So your husband has agreed to come with. He knows that he's basically broken this rule. I'm talking about the
3: ethics of arresting someone for breaking <laughs> public health guidelines. You it's yourself gone, it's gone beyond admit that. that you also break them. No, you, you asked if I you asked, if I bro- you asked if I broke you just
2: it. asked us if I've broken other rules and laws. Of course I have. Every single one of you. Not one of us is perfect. Again, yes, do you know somebody I who's perfect?
3: The lord yeah, jesus for... yes is he here right now no
2: no and we're all supposed to basically attribute and go by him and like even god said you know give unto caesar what is caesar's right so we're not going to get into this philosophy and the, and the gathering yes. of the church is not caesar's no it's not so, right so, but again so that's we, why we're a lot of other people are suffering and a lot of other people are abiding by the rules by meeting online doing you have meeting in smaller groups that they're allowed to right you can bring up the premier if you want right and yeah. that's something he's going to have to answer to too whether the people who vote for him are going to say get out of here but that's our system we want, we want a civil system yeah. because i'm not you're you are you have got orders to do it you have got orders to do it And you, know right?
3: you guys honestly
2: the sooner yeah. that we go
3: the sooner you get back to your family yeah. well <laughs> no he's already with us yeah <laughs> but yes but he to has the to go sooner, yes. you really sooner. Your guys guys, guys come he's here Come get the me, me out here <laughs> 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 okay. 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 That you give mommy lots of hugs. Give okay, mommy lots of hugs. Okay, guys. Got it, right there. Go and help the kids. God, we just need to pray that
2: you. Thank you and you, you build your church. through this time, give yourself glory. I pray this all in Jesus' name.
3: Amen. Don't be angry. Okay. No, no anger, okay? <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs>
2: You just put your hands on the side of the car. Park. So, nothing sharp, nothing basically at all in your pockets, nothing you need to worry about.
3: Nope. Bye, Daddy! Okay that would be for us to actually ourselves go to you you guys we don't have to provide we're not going to discuss did you guys say you you're pursuing a civil <laughs> I don't know honestly. and I, I can I can speak to that because right? I'm unfamiliar with what you're talking about Mm-hmm. I just, right. When I they talk about the validity of those from. things, they've punted know,
1: yeah. and they just say, did you break the order? Now go to jail. Mm-hmm. But they won't even discuss the validity of any of those orders. Mm-hmm. And, that's and when not you say that, that there's that to, there's an right? opportunity to go through the legal means, we're 15, 16 months into this mm-hmm. and they have yet to
3: provide anything in court. That's not like a delayed access to justice is not just at all. Yeah it's frustrating absolutely it's frustrating yes, it's frustrating. frustrating for us too
1: right but we have a and job do you have a means no? to speak about those kinds of frustrations same as you this right? is the, if my the personal same, beliefs were the same as yours then i would absolutely speak on that behalf no other okay. jurisdiction is imprisoning pastors for breaking health orders again I, i'm not going to speak to that okay in canada okay it's only Alberta. i would say continue the course that you're
3: continuing on push further ahead, push harder if you need to. And that, that's how all How much can harder can we push here? I don't, I, I don't know how far Will you've gotten. Will you arrest me and take me away out.
1: from them too?
3: I have like- no reason to arrest you, right? So I'm gonna leave it at that, okay? But I say just stay your course. If you feel that strongly about it, just stay the course, okay? Contact your lawyers after we leave
1: today. Tell them what happened. Like these guys are taping, right? You know we're taping, they're taping. You
3: have your supporters. Follow through on what you can and what you feel is right, okay? Uh-huh.
2: Can you feel this is mine? Can you guys share maybe why Jason Kenny gets a free pass and you're arresting pastors across the province? Any comment, any emotion for this family whatsoever? No, you're just going to drive off just like that. Is this why you became a police officer? Also,
3: no, I did not. How Alright, okay. okay. okay.
2: we're gonna move, off. okay?
3: bye. <laughs> no, not too close, not too close. Okay, guys, step back, please. <laughs> bye, Daddy. I love be very much, okay? Be okay, strong, okay? Bryce <laughs> nice will build his church.
0: Uh, that that puts a lump in my throat, Sheila. I mean, <clears throat> there's so much to unpack there. Um, you know, I couldn't help but notice on those Calgary police SUVs, I guess it's the slogan of the Calgary police, vigilance, courage, pride. I don't know if that's the traditional definition of pride or they just got pride there for Pride, uh, gay pride month right now. Who knows? But, you know, I'll tell you, uh, Ezra had a fantastic monologue yesterday where he named uh, Staff Sergeant McLean um, the worst cop in Canada. He's with the Peterborough Police uh, Service in regard to (coughs) my personal situation. Uh, Maybe uh, Ezra jumped the gun. (laughs) Maybe I don't have the name of that, um, you know, the bald uh, police officer, the guy in charge, let's just call him Sergeant Stadanko, uh, for lack of a better term. But um, the condescending way yep. he was treating uh, this pastor. And why don't we get an answer for the pastor asked it, Adam asked it. Why does the pastor get hauled away? I guess they spared him handcuffs, unlike Maxime uh, Bernier in uh, Manitoba uh, on uh, Friday. So uh, thank goodness for little miracles. But why don't we get an answer to that question? Why him and why not the head honcho in charge, Jason Kenny, and all his uh, elite pals at the Sky Palace? Why is that? Um, oops, sorry guys, we'll try harder next time. That is just shameful. And again, Sheila, it comes down to back when Jason Kenney was an MP and he was all about religious freedom the world over. And look what's happening in Alberta. Could you ever have dreamed this?
1: David, I hope those images of tim's kids reaching into that cop car to hold their dad's hand i hope that that is a campaign ad against jason kenney Mm. i personally after i mean i'm furious i had to stop several times when i was watching the video last night just to get through it i hope that that is put on a billboard truck and it is driven around every single jason kenney campaign event forever. I hope those images hang like a millstone around his neck forever. I wonder if Jason Kenney can hear the shrieking and sobbing of Tim and Raquel's frightened children all the way up there in Sky Palace. And boy, you know, I I get it. I get it now. You've got to put down a lot of James, Jameson to be able to sleep at night when you're the man responsible for what happened to Tim yesterday. And did you preface Tim? with those cops, he's praying with his children. He's telling them, don't be angry, Mm -hmm. don't be angry. And those cops are blaming Tim for what they have to go through, how hard it is on them. The woman cop says, I know this is frustrating for me too. You're telling this to Raquel Stevens as she's holding her brand new baby, crying kids all around, you're taking her husband away for what, what's his crime? Holding church. And the other cop says, your husband's actions i wrote it down as he was saying it your husband's actions have put me in this position yes that that man is the worst cop in canada and as he was fighting with tim over scripture by the way i don't want a cop that's going to cite scripture yeah. i really don't um because
0: the render unto uh, caesar line you're referring to uh, here right? yeah <laughs> unbelievable First,
1: Let's go back a little because it reminded me of something from the merchant of Venice. Uh, because that phrase, and I wanted, I brought it up as he was saying it because I want to get it right. The devil can cite scripture for his purpose. An evil soul producing holy witness is like a villain with a smiling cheek, a goodly apple rotten at the heart. Oh, what a goodly outside falsehood hath. And that's what it reminded me of. You know, when he is saying to Tim Stevens, a pastor, and again, this brings me back to do whatever you want to do in your church. I don't care. And I don't want the state to care. And I especially don't want officers of the state telling somebody else what they should be doing in their church, which is exactly what this cop did when he quoted um, Mark 12, 17 render unto caesar that which is caesar's there that's the preface there that which is caesar's the next part of that is render unto god that which is god's as in the church belongs to god and not the state do what you need to do for the state but do not suck things into the state that don't belong to the state i cannot get over the pathetic attempts of that roman soldier i'll call him to twist scripture there are those of us who believe in separation of church and state like me as in, I don't want the church molested by the state. And I don't want to hear a weak theological argument from a cop who doesn't have any comprehension of what's going on. Um, and finally, for context, do you know how many new coronavirus cases were diagnosed in Alberta yesterday? A hundred and 15 in a province of 4.5 million tim stevens is not only being arrested under an order that doesn't apply to him at all but secondarily for a health emergency that no longer exists shame shame on everybody involved here it's one of the worst things i've ever seen
0: it is shameful and two things sheila one is the mixed messages those cops we're saying, well, if you hadn't put us in this predicament, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be arresting you. And then the female officer says to Tim Stevens' wife, stay the course. Basically, fight for what you believe in. But wait a minute, fighting for what I believe in. Brings you to my front door and gets my husband hauled away in in a police SUV. What kind of garbage is that? Stay the course. She's basically saying, yeah, break the law and we'll be back here again. And the other thing, the law, this law that they're saying we are so beholden to uphold and, you know, and if you don't like it, well, you you know, there's a change of government at a future date, which in Alberta's case is two years, I believe, before there's another provincial election. Wait a minute. Um, as Ezra has pointed out on several occasions, too, Sheila, a lot of this so-called law has basically been written by unaccountable, uh, unelected health bureaucrats. And I refuse to call them top doctors like the mainstream media does. Most of these cats haven't practiced medicine in decades if they practice it at all. So this these It's not so much law, it's rules that are being put in place by people who are never elected, who are never meant to write our laws. And I'm telling you, Sheila, whenever this pandemic ends, uh, there's going to be a day of reckoning. There there is going to, we have to ensure we never end up in this situation again, where the Cruella de Villas of the world become drunk with power and destroy people's lives without any kind of empathy whatsoever anyways that's what i have to say
1: did you hear raquel stevens though did you hear her push back on that cop who said well stand up for what you believe in and raquel goes and then what you gonna take me are you gonna (laughs) take the kids next like That's what Tim's going to jail for. It's not bad enough that they seized his church property. They've grace life them completely. They seized the church property. Now they've taken Tim. And from what I understand, Tim had a bail hearing last night. And just like Pastor Coates, he cannot abide by those bail conditions. So he's going to stay in jail. And Um, Raquel's got all those kids to take care of by herself. And those kids are traumatized traumatized. They've seen their dad arrested by the state twice. Uh, It's the worst thing I've seen in this pandemic. The absolute worst is the trauma that those kids and that family has been put through twice at the hands of Jason Kenney and the police in Calgary.
0: And, And one other thing I want to say, Sheila, is that, you know, Pastor Tim Stevens, what a class act. I mean, he could have been, you know, well, it wouldn't be in him to uh, drop an F-bomb, but I mean, no. as a viewer, you get so enraged watching this, and I don't want to say what I was muttering I while I was watching it, but he is calm, cool, collected, he's all about love, he's hugging his family, he's not even in the face of these police officers, and he has every right to be. I just want to say what an incredible class act. And I I think I hope your wish comes true. I hope when the election comes along, those images uh, resurface to remind people that Premier Kenny was behind this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I should be taking Pastor Tim's advice when he said don't be angry, because I'm furious, like my blood yeah. is boiling. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's it's better to be mad than to be just a, a wreck because of what I've just witnessed the state put that family through. Uh, and who knows when Tim's going to get out? Who knows when they end it? I mean, we're moving into stage three here in Alberta yep. where there's going to be no masks and no restrictions. You're going to keep this guy in jail for what? Till when? After stage three? Till we're at COVID zero, what is it going to take for Tim to be allowed to do what he is called by God to do? And again, no coronaviruses, uh, no cases linked to his church, not a one. So where hmm. where do the two things meet? How does the enforcement of these regulations meet the threat that Tim is putting the community in?
0: And again, uh, the Sky Palace incident. We have video footage of that. We have the proof yep. in the puddin. What, that's a nothing burger? I mean, it's now become a joke that uh, Premier Kenny is uh, leading by example. And as to the jail matter, um, Sheila, remind, was it 35 days that Pastor Coates spent in that horrific Edmonton maximum security penitentiary? Is, is this what um, Pastor Tim is in for too? That is just shameful. <laughs>
1: Well, and he'll likely be in COVID isolation when he comes in. So he'll, in effect, solitary confinement. Um, Again, it's my understanding that um, he won't accept the conditions of his bail. So he'll just remain in there until somebody figures out what to do with him, just like with Pastor Coates. Um, And his congregation is driven completely underground. So we have at least two underground congregations here in Alberta Four pastors arrested, and uh, two of them have served some pretty serious jail time. I mean, it sounds like Tim's going to be in there for a long time. So, I mean, what what an absolute disgrace. What an absolute disgrace that this is the province of strong and free. This is led by Jason Kenney, the premier who was the advocate for religious freedom around the world. How does he justify What he did to that family last night, because I don't care if it was the Calgary cops and the worst cop in Canada, that bald cop, the absolute worst. Um, I don't care if it's them. They're being enabled by the decision makers. And if Jason Kenney isn't making the decisions, he's allowing somebody else to make the decisions. Our unelected health bureaucrats, the buck stops with him. What happened to Tim Stevens' family? stops with jason kenney and he should be absolutely ashamed of himself i don't know how he sleeps at night i have no idea
0: and, and on that note too sheila those cops when they go home to their families and they take off their uniforms and they uh, take their weapons away and uh, just become joe and jane citizen do they go um you know what uh, honey i helped save the province from more COVID positive cases, I, I got that guy, that Pastor Tim, out of his home, he's, he's now in the cooler. Or do they say to their family, I can't believe what I have to do as a cop. You know, I, I, I signed up to put away the bad guys, and now look what they're making me do. I would love to be a fly on the wall of those police officers' homes and find out what they really think when the cameras aren't rolling about what they are doing these days, Sheila
1: constable terrible cop in calgary there he thinks that he's doing the absolute lord's work i really do i think that he thinks that i'm making sure those christians render unto caesar that which is caesar's Jeez. i really do like he he feels like he's the victim here look what your husband is making me do because he broke the law your husband is making me feel this way not my conscience your husband Yeah that that cop i don't think he has any sort of moral uh struggles at all i think that he is completely convinced that he's perfectly okay and he's doing the right thing i'm not so sure about that female cop i I think adam pushed her on that and you know that's a that's another thing adam was there with this family as it happened i mean it's got to be tough on adam and and kian too k2 um to have been there to bear witness to all of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, Adam's got little kids at home too. Um, but you don't, uh, Adam usually takes a kind of a hands-off approach with the cops and that's, he's sort of following the rules of engagement of the the pastors that he's covering, right? Like they don't want you there fighting with the cops, just whatever the cops do, please record it, but you, you're not the story, right? But Adam pushed back on that one lady cop And she admitted that this is not what I signed up to do. Yeah. Well, then why are you doing it?
0: And, you know, Sheila, before we get to the chats on this, um, Adam and K two were kind of lucky in a way that this didn't happen in Hamilton or Peterborough because they could have been ticketed or arrested, Uh, lack of social distancing, not wearing a mask. Uh, There was nothing to laugh about. But if they had laughed, evidently that's offside in Peterborough, too. We'll get to that in a a few seconds, folks. So uh, in a way, uh, they're lucky. uh, They certainly had room in those other SUVs parked out. By the way, yeah. why such a display of force? They know this isn't a crack den in Calgary that they're going into no. with illegal handguns. They know this is a a gentle, peace-loving pastor, a true gentleman. And they had to bring that kind of show of force? What the?
1: It's intimidation. It's the same reason they bring the riot squad to uh, to Pastor Art. It's the same reason they took him down like he was a terrorist. Yeah. Um, uh, on the street i mean you look at how they are treating this cop versus the like red carpet rollout they got for omar caught Khot- or treating these pastors versus the like red carpet rollout that o- omar cotter gets right like same oh. province uh one's a convicted al-qaeda terrorist and the other ones just want to be obedient to god it's i mean i just the, i can't get over how bad that cop is i think you know like yes the cop who is offended that you you chuckled and shook hands and did like normal human things he's bad but i think that this cop in calgary and i'm dying to know his name i hope you're watching you are the worst cop in canada the most revolting stomach-turning cop in this entire country i hope you know that
0: and given that you've, uh, according to uh, Sheila gunn Reed's estimation, you've bumped off uh, Staff Sergeant McLean at the Peterborough Police Service. Wow, that's saying a mouthful. <laughs> Jeez.
1: Trying to victim blame oh, the yeah. father he's snatching away from his family as he's doing it and making himself the victim and citing scripture to justify the arrest of the Christian pastor in front of his family, I don't know, it's I don't know if that can be topped.
0: And, you know, that seems to be a bit of a trend emerging, right? Our um, beloved colleague Tamara Ugolini out in Coburg, she had a piece uh, several weeks ago, Sheila, remember, where the uh, Coburg Police Service was complaining about the stress of handing out all these anti-lockdown tickets. And I, I can't remember the name of the Coburg Police Chief, uh, a tall, bearded individual. All you remember is his gender pronouns, he, him. Every time. <laughs> so Chief he him was saying oh look at us look it's so tough it's so hard can you believe yeah. it <laughs>
1: yeah I, I can i can believe that a cop like that would be concerned about the uh, how hard it is on his um members to go around arresting law-abiding people yeah. and again turning the cops into the victims here uh, i'm pro-cop but boy these bad apples—they <laughs> really can turn the tide for an entire police service, oh, yeah. and it's going to take a very long time for police services to repair the reputations that they have allowed to be damaged so greatly um, by the bad apples in their midst.
0: A hundred percent, Sheila. And it—and the worst thing about it is it doesn't have to be this way. There is no health crisis by having church services. There is no science behind this. Uh, Please spare us, we're just following the rules while you give a pass again to Premier Kenney and his friends uh, for up in the Sky Palace, uh, uh, whining and dining, so, you know, please. But anyways, I think we have some chats, do we not?
1: Yes, uh, by the way, speaking of another politician that deserves those images, of Tim Stevens crying children on a jumbotron truck driving around his constituency office, Tyler Shandro, the health minister. You're in charge of AHS. You did nothing, even if they are, went rogue, sure they did. But even if you want to claim that, that they went rogue and got this order that's now they're using to go around and lock up pastors, you're in charge of AHS. Yep. Have them go before a judge and have that order tossed out. You haven't. You've seen pastor after pastor get arrested, and you're perfectly fine with it. We need to put this on a jumbotron and drive it around Chandra's office. We, if he's going to the grocery store, I want a jumbotron following him like a jaguar hunts a gazelle, so that that those images follow him forever
0: i love that idea sheila and uh you got the clout around here to make it happen i can say (laughs) that
1: (laughs) try not to abuse it anyways let's um let's for me being absolutely off the rev limiter let's get to some of these uh (laughs) chats uh rumble from on the bit uh like david's tie today is that even david's tie sometimes he takes ezra's (laughs)
0: that's one of mine and it's a cheaper one too so there you go
1: (laughs) it looks better because you're frugal um (laughs) we've got a super you shout from annalisa hi annalisa uh she says this is heartbreaking yeah it is it is uh a rumble chat from ricadio i think is how i say that oh that explains why i'm having trouble uh if you'd think if you go to arrest someone you would have the warrant yeah and documentation to back up the claim on your person yeah apparently cops can just go to your house without a warrant and stuff you in a cop car in front of your family is that how it works because it's cops like they the, the stevens family said where's the warrant oh we don't have it but you know about it oh so go get it then go get it that's
0: very i uh, i missed out on that uh, shamefully uh the This was potentially, I think, Sheila, another uh, Pastor Arthur Pawlowski, get out, get out video. I don't think that's Pastor Tim's style, but wow, uh, did that ever go viral when uh, Arthur used it?
1: Yeah, you know, and that's another thing, too. People will say, oh, I don't like Pastor Art's style, um, how he talks to the cops use of the words Gestapo, look, he's Polish, I'll give him a pass. Yeah. Right? Like it, <laughs> it's fine. Um uh, or they don't like his views on certain things. None of that matters. Yeah. Because Tim Stevens could not be more bookish. Yeah. He couldn't be more bookish and gentle. He's like a dove. And that didn't spare him from the state. So it's got nothing to do with the, the style or personalities of the pastors. We're arresting all kinds of different pastors in this province. It doesn't even matter. They're all different denominations. It doesn't matter. Their only crime is being obedient to God over the state. Um, we've got an uh, Odyssey chat. Uh hyperchat, that's what they're called, from Roxanne. We have one of the best systems in the world. Had. We had the best system in the world. Now it's one of the worst. Mm. Um, we're still in one of the hardest lockdowns on the face of the earth, yep. especially guys in Ontario. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: you know, it, it, it's funny. I saw an announcement, I think it was yesterday, and uh, I drive by this uh, amusement park, um So often, Sheila, Canada's Wonderland, I guess it's Canada's mm-hmm. largest amusement park it's it's still mothballed and they were announcing their plan to reopen for July 7th and um, you've got to book your day and you've got to book your time and worst of all, even though it's a com- an, a totally outdoor amusement park, all the rides are outdoors folks. yeah, um, you got to wear your mask. And I thought, You call that park an amusement park? What's the opposite of amusement, Sheila? (laughs) Because I'm staying clear of this place. I mean, are they crazy making people in the hot July, southern Ontario, humid sun stand in line for, I don't know, up to two hours to get on the Leviathan, masked up? And if you don't wear your mask, you're frog-marched out of that park? Some park.
1: Yeah, big fun. (laughs) <laughs> and you've got to pay, like, an enormous amount of money <laughs> yeah, to do it. Yeah. Oh, boy. A, uh, Super U shout from Donald Best. Policing will never recover from 18 months of civil rights violations and brutality against its citizens. Yeah, we've created a generation of people who loathe cops. And, and Donald uh, knows
0: what he's talking about, too, folks.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, another Super U shout from Donald Best. Reporter. Is this why you became a police officer? No, I did not. Very telling. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Then again, why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? Um, a rumble chat from Nick Monk. So strange that this is in Alberta. It used to be the most freedom loving part of the country. Yeah. We, we still are. Don't, don't attribute the qualities of our politicians to the qualities of our people. Um, that's why we're so hard to contain. And that's why that's why we are uh, going to church and breaking the rules. And that's why they keep arresting uh, good people like Tim Stevens is because we are so freedom loving that people like Tim Stevens are willing to go to jail for it. So while our politicians seem to loathe uh, freedom and the people in this province, the people in this province are still very freedom loving. Yeah. Uh, Super U shout from Annalisa, she's crying again. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> it's just a terrible, terrible image. Those kids, those crying, shrieking kids. I mean, just when they're saying bye, daddy. I mean, if uh, how did those cops do that? How did they do it? Um, a hyper chat of one library from Benga. Would the police do to this? Do this to an iman? I'm not sure. Um, no, because of politics and the mainstream media would scream bloody murder. This is a disgrace for the police. I can't say that they wouldn't do it to any mom. What I can say is that they're only, only doing this to Christian pastors. Yes. Uh, hyper chat of one library from Revelator mercenaries at work. Joyful art from the heart. Everyone should email the video to Jason Kenny. Yeah. Uh, a hyper chat of five library. Rebecca Henderson, as someone studying social work, having a parent who is arrested traumatized a child enough for the rest of their life. Yeah, and causes irreversible negative health outcomes for the rest of their life, even premature death on the ACE scores. Shame on Kenny and the police and others who support scumbags like that. Now, you're saying scumbags. I'm not. I'm just reading the super chats. Um, But uh, it's absolutely despicable what the state has put those kids through twice, twice now. Their dad's been arrested in front of them.
0: And Sheila, you know, uh, an interesting point about emailing the video to Jason Kenney. I wondered, uh, does Jason Kenney, do you think he follows the content on Rebel News or would that be just like too much kryptonite to absorb on an hourly basis?
1: (laughs) I hear I hear things from within the premier's inner circle Um, when we say things that are critical and they hear about it from the public. I hear about it. Good. Yeah um we've got a rumble chat from chronic bud 99 if this story gets covered by the state broadcaster it will be titled anti-masker pastor arrested yeah 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 Yeah. exactly exactly scoff law pastor arrested um we've got a rumble from Corey farmer i break the law but we are not perfect hold on i don't steal and i think well i can do this even though i arrest for it haha yeah that cop is just crazy um saying well i'm not perfect well then go straight to jail because that's what you're doing to tim (laughs) straight to jail off you go don't and how terrible of you to do that to your fellow police officers to make them have to arrest you how awful um a super you shout from bishop think of how many criminals were released from prison to make room for decent citizens and pastors well i can tell you uh one of those numbers at the remand center in edmonton Approximately 500 were uh, released over the course of the pandemic, either given community release or release um, just uh, basically on their own recognizance um, to save them from the coronavirus outbreak. And apparently there were a couple, perhaps even three, at the Remand Center, and that's where they held... Pastor James Coates. So they took Pastor James Coates out of a perfectly healthy congregation and stuffed him into a facility um, that has had coronavirus outbreaks and where they released other prisoners, violent prisoners uh, to save them from the coronavirus, um, apparently in the interest of public health.
0: So we release violent criminals that broke real laws to make room in the remand centre for phony baloney health Uh, official laws uh so that we can get pastors put there yeah that makes sense to me sheila
1: yeah and it's because the pastors according to the government were putting the community at risk so even though in their perfectly healthy communities they get taken into a place where they could potentially contract the coronavirus and then go back to their perfectly healthy communities after the fact
0: Could you imagine being one of the victims of one of those 500 real criminals and you said some of them were indeed violent and you hear through the grapevine, because I don't even think you're even told as a victim uh, by the authorities that such and such is out. Can you imagine the feeling of betrayal and fear if you're a vulnerable person that this person is now out on the street and maybe is harboring a major grudge? And it's being done in the name of COVID? Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah. And just think for a second, a lot of people, and I only know this because I have cops in my family who are very frustrated by all of this. There is uh, a thing now that they're doing um, that's called no cash bail. And basically, you can get out on bail with no cash. So anybody can get bail if you're like anything from a violent sex offender is sort of kind of the cut off, but not always. You can get out on no-cash bail. So the people who are being remanded, they're not exactly the nice guys. uh, Because you could pretty well get out on no-cash bail. And, you know, for good cops who are dealing with recidivists, they're like, I just picked this guy up yesterday. How did he even get bail? Oh, no-cash bail. So they're just revolving doors, but we're keeping pastors.
0: I didn't know that was a thing, Sheila. It it, it sounds Mm. like uh, de Blasio's New York. (laughs)
1: basically and it's making it impossible for good cops to clean up uh communities especially like on reserve where they're arresting the same gang members all the time they're just getting no cash bail and back out the door
0: no cash bail Mm -hmm. well what's the point of having bail then
1: exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) you know it
0: it reminds me and, and, and as a child i was confused i'd read marvel comics and in the letters of the editor section, you could, if you found a mistake in the comic book, a, you know, a continuity error, a, a name error, you could write in. And what Mar- Stanley, who was running Marvel Comics at the time, what he would always do is, if the error checked out, he would send you a no prize. Right? And mm-hmm. for years of my young child life, I was wondering, what does a no prize look like? I didn't get it. It, it meant that, yeah, it's... I know like we acknowledge the error but you're not getting a price and that seems yeah. to be what did you call it cashless bail
1: <laughs> yeah no cash bail and it like to add insult to injury with the no cash bail and i hope <laughs> i'm describing this right you can go before a judge the judge will say oh your bail is 50 dollars, but no cash so it's like you don't have to pay anything you don't have to pay even 50 dollars to get out it's no cash so like i know some cops are like why don't you make it a million like what does it matter if you don't have to pay a single thing to make sure that you behave yourself keep the peace and be of good behavior as they say what does it matter What's, what's the point no cash you don't even lose your 50 bucks um uh, hi, we've got a hyper chat of one library from benga says victim blaming that's gaslighting 101 yeah that mm. caught. he's the victim can't you see yeah. don't you feel bad for him having to do what he did to tim stevens nope uh a hyper chat of five libraries from rebecca henderson so are you gonna vote for kenny sheila i would love to move to alberta from ontario to vote him out and drive those vans around with the image of what he did to that family <laughs> No one will ever know who I vote for. And it's so funny because I will get people from the Conservative Party of Canada, like dyed in the wool partisans, blasting me up because they say, Sheila, you support Max Bernier. And then I'll get people from the PPC saying, Sheila, why don't you support Max Bernier? And that's when I know I'm in the sweet spot (laughs) because nobody (laughs) knows where I fall. And it's I like it that way. I think that's the best way um, is that you'll never know and I'll just uh, be critical of everybody um, completely honestly.
0: Well, as we've discussed, Sheila, uh, the only uh, ace I think Jason Kenney is holding is the passage of time, that in two years, things will be so radically different. Two years is an eternity in politics, and maybe a lot of people will forget. I don't think a lot of people are going to forget. Maybe some will, uh, depending on the prosperity of the province uh, when we get into 2023. But this is leaving a real bitter aftertaste in so many Albertans' mouths, I presume. And uh, as I've always said, he's playing with fire, you know. He really is, in terms of getting back uh, elected again. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine Rachel Notley 2.0 coming up through the middle? It's, 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 that's even more fearful than anything else.
1: Jason Kenney better hope the Stevens family doesn't show up at any of his campaign events. That's for sure. Could you imagine all those Stevens kids lined up? And uh, like Tim isn't the only brother who's in legal jeopardy here. Trevor, his brother, is a pastor in the Edmonton area and they're Mm. open. Um, So, I mean, he's he's not the only brother who could go to jail um uh we've got a rumble from flame 232318k at a hockey game 100 at a church nope yeah 18k at a hockey game 100 at a church nope yeah that's exactly it but one of them is is for pro- professional hockey players and elites and the elites uh they get special treatment they get the sky palace and the rest of us get jail uh we've Got a hyper chat of one library from Roxanne. You guys have updates on Max Bernier's arrest. David, you might know more about this than me.
0: You know, no, I don't. Uh, other than that, what we've already reported. And uh, by the way, my take on that Bernier arrest is that uh, Premier Pallister uh, did Maxine Bernier a huge favor in terms of You know, Maxime Bernier getting airtime, getting press. If Maxime Bernier had just gone into small town uh, Manitoba and did his shtick, he would come, go, no biggie. But he was put into the, the 24 and even 48 hour news cycle. And the optics, Sheila, of a former MP being arrested and handcuffed. And I love that line when the RCMP constable said, do you have any weapons? And he says, no, other than the words I use. Wasn't that amazing? But that image uh, gave, I think, Bernier so much political capital that my words, my ideas, my thoughts that are not hateful at all, they're just contrary to the um, elected class right now, are so dangerous, he has to be, Pulled over, handcuffed, and taken away in a police SUV. They couldn't it couldn't have made Bernier's point any more forceful than those images, Sheila.
1: Well, and if a political dissident being arrested by the state police had said those words in Russia, yep. um, in Saudi Arabia, in you know, one of the more backwards places of the world, it would have been something that every single conservative politician in this country would would have celebrated and they would have raised the issue in the House of Commons and they would have scolded the Liberals for not speaking out and supporting the political dissident who was arrested. For example, if somebody said it in Hong Kong, there would be absolute support from every single official conservative in this country because it happened in so-called conservative Manitoba and it happened to someone who is uh right-wing critic of the conservatives. everybody's got their mouths shut about arresting arresting political dissidents in canada and boy boy oh boy some of these partisans they aren't they aren't actual conservatives because they don't think about what they're saying they're saying stuff like, well, he just should have followed the rules and we don't need him coming into our province and breaking health yeah. <laughs> rules and this and that and it's like even if you think that way he's there for a political reason and your values and your about free speech and opposition to the government they should not be contingent on whether or not you like the message from the guy saying it 100%. because then that's not free speech. It's just uh, one state partisanism.
0: Yeah, you're so right, Sheila. This is banana republic kind of stuff. Yeah. This is what happens. And of course, you know, I, I'm in a dilemma because I'm thinking we, we can't grow bananas in Canada. So maybe we should call ourselves a maple syrup republic <laughs> for, for northern countries that act yeah. like uh, banana republics do. Yeah, we're a maple syrup republic.
1: Um, We've got um, one more hyper chat and then, um, oh, I should clarify. Uh, Justin advises that we have two interviews coming out with Bernier. um, And one is from Ezra, and that's in English, and a French one from Alexis.
0: Oh, great.
1: Or Alexa. Alexa, Justin. Alexa.
0: I thought, well, Ezra says Alexis, you know. Because, you know, the other day he said to me, uh Shirley, he took me aside, he says, what, what do you think of that um, new Alexis? And I said, well, you know, Ezra, I'm more partial to BMW and Mercedes. Oh, and then I realized we weren't talking cars
1: yeah <laughs> okay. Time it's time to go we've got to finish up this one last hyper chat from agatha she says rebel news please start a billboard campaign okay i am going to broach that subject at our afternoon meeting today um because uh, i think there's things to be done yep. um to, to shame these people what they did to this family should not easily be forgotten and that's it. We're all caught up, I
0: think. Well, fantastic. Well, we had a whole sheet again of topics, know, folks, I that know. we never got to. But this was so important and it was so heart-wrenching as well. In any event, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to Justin. Thank you to all the uh, people putting in those chats, uh, which have some kind of uh, monetation attached to them. And Sheila and I will see you back in this space at this time on Thursday. In the meantime, stay sane.